You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What's up? What's up? Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything college football for Army-Navy week. And the Heisman week. And we got coaching stuff going on, so we're just going to wrap it up into one nice big fat podcast. And you can listen to all of it. Of course, the videos will be split so, if you are watching the beginning of this, which will be our Army-Navy preview, make sure you click over to the other videos if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, of course. If you're watching there, hit subscribe, hit the like button, leave us some comments, tell us what you think about the game this weekend, tell us what you think about what's going on in the coaching world, tell us what you like about the Heisman Trophy, all that wonderful stuff. I see uh, Chris here is repping Mr. Joe Burrow. That's, uh, that's with an X at the end, of course. But it'd be awesome if they put that on the trophy. No, they're not doing that. They're I know. not doing that. I know. It's too professional. Too professional. Either Last way. organization, the NCAA. Go to winningcureseverything.com. You will find all of our stuff over there. Our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. Uh, look, our gambling picks for the last four years are up over there. And our football pick'em contest, which is still going strong all the way through the NFL season. Tunica has sent us some more stuff to give away. So we're going to give it away. We're going to find all kinds of ways to get you guys to win contests. So, make sure you go into the Football Picks Contest over there. It's right up in the navigation bar. Check it out. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit like. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you think about the show. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. All that wonderful stuff. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate you guys as well. Seriously. We really do. Leave a review. Leave a five-star review. It's really easy to do on your phone now. Very simple stuff, especially over at Apple Podcasts. That Apple algorithm helps us out a ton whenever you subscribe and leave a five-star review. So, we would appreciate it if you'd knock that out. we got a couple of sponsors we got to knock out really quick. Smack Apparel. they got great stuff. Go to smackapparel.com. they got awesome t-shirts for all your favorite pro and college teams. I'm telling you, you are going to appreciate this stuff. they got anti-rivalry shirts, all that kind of stuff. If you're an LSU fan, you hate Alabama, they got stuff for you. Or if you just want something with your college logo on it that's, uh, that's a really cool design, they got that stuff too. Go to smackapparel.com, use promo code WIN, that is W-I-N, you'll get a 20% discount off of your order, regardless of how big it is. Regardless, and so if it's over $40, by the way, it's going to ship for free. So go check that bad boy out, smackapparel.com, use promo code WIN for a 20% discount on that. And finally, every week for the last two years, 
The show has been brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate them, and we love what they're doing down there. They've always got good stuff going on. Tunica, Mississippi is the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books, along with a ton of really good steakhouses, some cool golf courses for when it warms up a little bit. They got concerts and comedians and all sorts of shows that are coming through all the time. You can find more information on all that over at tunicatravel.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this thing. Army-Navy is this weekend, and man, two football seasons could not have gone any different than what we expected when the season started. I thought Army was going to be 11-2 and this year. Now, they started off great. Yeah, they certainly did. You going to get that? I'm going to get my gonna, pen. You're going to leave it there. No, because I need to write my stuff. I need to write my times down. Uh, yeah, they they have got I, – I expected Army to go really good. I expected Navy to have a losing season again. Neither of those things happened. Nope. Navy is sitting at 10-2. and two. Yes, sir. Army is, what, 5-6 and – what are they, 6-6 six and six right now? Nope. They're five, five and seven? And, well, they're five and six. No, because they play 13 games, I thought. Then they're six and six. Uh, no, they don't have six wins. I know that I was frustrated with the way we do the bowl things, and we always leave the Army-Navy game out, because what happens if Army wins this game? And then they get to six wins. And they don't get to a, a bowl game, right? But I think that's the thing. I think that they uh, – I'm going to double-check that, because I didn't write it down for whatever reason – and which makes no sense. Like I typically write all this kind of stuff in our notes. Army is sitting at five and seven. That's that's what it is. So well, yeah. if they were five and six, though, that would be an issue. Well, they'll never be five and six because they'll always. I don't think they always play thirteen. They played Hawaii this okay. year, and you get like an exemption to play more games if you do that. Uh, but if they were sitting at five and six in this position. But if they get to six wins, if they win this game Saturday, you don't think they're, A, more deserving, and, B, the the actual bowl people would rather have Army than some of these bad bowl teams. You would think so. Um, I kind of think I know so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. I I mean, do you not agree? I don't want to I don't know. I just don't know. You, you agree just to move the conversation. No, on. I just don't know that how well Army travels. Like, I don't think that they. I don't. I don't. You're right on that. But I'm going to assure you that a lot of these other bad schools you probably don't travel. either. They don't travel either. And and you'd rather have one of the service academies going to get people that will show up for the service academies. Yeah. You've got local people in every town in America and every one of these places where these bowls are set. There are there's an Army National Guard in that town, and there is going to be like local Army people within a two to three hour drive that are going to come to this game. Yeah. So yeah, your service academy fans aren't going to travel to you know Florida or Memphis or New Orleans or whatever, but there are local people there that will. Navy, case in point, is playing in the Liberty Bowl. There will be people there. We have a Navy base in Millington. Outside, just outside of Memphis, Navy's going to have a lot of fans. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of fans. I agree. I agree. I, I absolutely think people will show up. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. So if Army gets the six wins, somebody got some explaining to do. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, nobody feels badly left Toledo out. 
because we got 87 bowl teams. Yeah. Nobody, nobody feels bad for Toledo. We could care less. But, but would like, you have rather had Army instead of Eastern Michigan? I was about to say, we could, we could find one of these other mediocre schools that barely made a bowl team, and I'd rather have Army over them. Yeah. It's, it's a weird... It's a weird schedule. I think, like I, I think your advertisers would rather have army over them. Yeah, and I think the bowl committee people would rather have army over them. I'm. I just. This has been a weird schedule for several years now. Yep. Uh, I do like that they moved Army Navy to its own weekend, but I I hate this situation because I mean, say Navy had beaten uh, Memphis earlier in the year, and they were going to the conference USA title game right. or not, whatever uh, American Athletic Conference. American. Uh, say they they win the conference, yeah. and then you've still got this week. Can Do they we give take them the them New Year's the, Six Bowl or, you know... Or does this game just not matter? Like, is, you see my point? Like, yeah. it, like does this just not matter for anything? Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense the way it falls in the schedule. Um, let's talk about some of, the, uh, some of the stuff going on here. We talked about how drastically different these seasons went for these two teams. Yes. Navy sitting at 10-2. and two, Not something I expected. Their no. quarterback, Malcolm Perry, is awesome. Absolutely awesome. And it obviously both teams like to run. Uh time of possession stats. Army is number eleven on the season at thirty-three minutes and twenty-two seconds. Navy is twelve with thirty-three minutes and twenty seconds. Uh yards per play, which is a, a pretty good indicator of how well you are moving the football, etc. Army is number sixty-five in the country, five point eight yards per play. Navy six point eight eight. Now I'm just going to toss something out there for you, okay? Okay. Passing yards per attempt. Obviously, neither one of these teams passes in a lot, but Navy has actually done okay throwing the football this year. Army is number 16 in the country at passing yards per attempt. That's 8.68. Man, Navy is number two in the country. 12.11. So... Uh, pass, I do something three times a year, and if I do it pretty good, then yeah. Pass completion percentage, the high, though. The highest quarterback completion rate right now in the NFL is 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 Julian Edelman because he's thrown like three passes in his life, and they're all touchdowns. Yes, agreed, agreed. This is why I wanted to make that stark contrast because it's it's number two in the country in passing yards per attempt against number 16. Well, then Navy pass completion percentage? Navy, 50.99%. That's good for 123rd in the country. Army, 46.70%. That is dead last in the FBS, number 130. So, uh, Navy has been able to... Navy has been able to pass the football a little more than Army. They have attempted more passes. Okay. Um, And they're able to move the football that way. They're able to catch people off guard. It's kind of surprising. I'm wondering if they'll be able to do that against Army. Like they, it, it's such a fascinating matchup because they they run the same thing. That's right. Both of they, these guys they mirror one another. Both of these guys come off of the Paul Johnson tree. Correct. I'm it, the line is crazy. Ten and a half. I thought was a lot. Yeah, I know it, that it, Navy, and it, and it keeps going up. And I know the record shows Navy should beat them badly, but before the season started. We did not think that. No. We thought Army would be favored in this game, and it would be a considerable favorite. Yeah. I don't know that it was double digits, but I thought considerable. 
Now we thought a touchdown, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, I guess it could have been Army minus 10. I mean, it's, it's just insane that it's moved this much. This much. Yeah. At 10 and a half is, is pretty nuts. I, I will say this, like, because obviously we're going to give out picks on these. Um, I'm going to take Army to cover this game. Yeah. I think I am too. Like, this will be low scoring. Um, I, I mean, the under in this game has, which, what's the total on this? I was just pulling that up. Hang on, give me a second. The, the under. 40 and a half. 40 and a half. I, I'm going under. What has it been lately? Because for some reason, I feel like every year we go under, and every year it goes yeah, up. It, it, it hits under at all an 80% time. clip. Okay. Right. So it's, it's. Maybe I'm wrong on it. There's, there's I do know that spots. we always talk about go under, go under, go under. And I feel like I always find a way to lose money on this. In, game. in all the in all of these service academy games, like it is better to go under because it, it okay. literally hits at like a seventy eight to eighty percent clip. Well, they just eat clock. They the, just eat. They, they have so many less. Sna- the, Listen, Alabama had eighty snaps against Auburn. There won't be eighty snaps combined in this football no. game. The <laughs> the under that that It'll be a very efficiently played game. So they I, they I will appreciate tell the you. military academy. They are efficient. Yes, 100%. We'll be in and out this thing. Three hours. Yeah, at less than that. Um, well, college, no, commercial college, time. College football will not allow that. That's, you it, gotta, will, it will not be less. you got a valid point. There, there's there's going to be a big audience it's for this. 60-minute halftime show. Um, the only Service Academy game that doesn't go under regularly is Air Force and Navy. Okay. And that one this year... I mean, it was thirty-five to I was twenty. About to say, whatever. I thought that was pretty high scoring. Yeah, it was. It was well in the fifties. So, yeah, uh, this one, however, I mean, every year it is seventeen to ten. It is twenty-one to fourteen. We're expecting 21 to bad 17. weather, right? We're expecting. We know it's going to be cold. I don't know if it's going to be bad weather, but we we know it's going to be cold. We know it's going to be cold, and and maybe gets maybe get a little precipitation. It's going to be played on grass, which means it's going to get muddy. Slow it down. Is this one in Philadelphia? This the way, yes, this is in Philly. That is. Is it in Philly every year? No. Because sometimes oh. It, oh, it's Lincoln Financial. It might be every year. Man, I don't think so, though. I'm almost positive it's not every year. Because sometimes I thought it was at West Point. Sometimes I thought uh, at, you, you would feel like we'd be a little more prepared for this. We only have one game to talk about. Yeah, no. But we're getting into talking about things that we weren't really planning on talking about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see. Philadelphia weather for... Saturday. Oh, yes, sir. So, high of 56, low of 41, 80% chance of rain. boy. That is what I'm, I'm going sounds under. Like the, sounds like the Philadelphia, I know. That's going under the 40 so and a was, half. It was played at the link last year. I guess maybe it is played in Philly every year. And That's I'm gonna disappointing. Take, I'm going to take Army plus 10 and a half. I'd like to see this played at one of these home stadiums. And I will take Navy to win the game straight up. But I guess they want a bigger crowd. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, Army plus 10.5, I'm going to take Navy straight up. Uh, are you doing the same thing? Yeah, I think I can't pull the trigger on the upset. I want to, though. I, I like, mean, Army has won this game, what, three years in three a row? Three years now? in a row. At least two years in a row, I know that. Um, I always like, we talk about this, these are the best uniforms in all of sports. Yes. The special uniforms they get for this game. I really like the Army uniforms a lot better. And this it, it, Typically, it's Navy. I don't know. I've, I've liked the Army ones in the past, too, but I I really like the Army ones a lot better this year. Yeah. Yeah, Army has won three straight. Okay. So. I knew they won the last two. Yeah, this is... Uh, three years back, I, I don't remember that far. 
That makes You're sense. You're asking a lot then. 21 to 17 uh, last year. Yep. Hey, here we go. I just had that pulled up. So 21 to 17 uh, three years ago, 14 to 13 two years ago, 17 to 10 yeah. last year. Yeah, there you go. Touchdown game last year. Yeah. It, it, you have to go a long ways back before you get to any game that uh, that broke 40, and that would be 2013 when Navy won 34 to 7. What was that 21 17 game? 21 17. That busted the over, though. That's, I mean, that's 38. Yeah, but I don't know that the over under was 40. It might not have been. It may have, it may have gone over there, but I know that I've lost money on that under before. Yeah, probably so. Now, it could have been 10 years ago. I don't. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Once you get past two years, I told you, it could be three years. It could have been a decade. I, it's yeah. all the same up here. It is, uh, it's strange. Army's defense is, is not great this season. What happened? Um, well, I mean, they they, they just lost. their Super Bowl was was against uh, Michigan, and they they lost that game because they played the perfect football game against Michigan, yeah. and then they didn't not not play perfect. They didn't play good the rest I, of the year. I think it has more to do with losing Jay Bateman last year. Okay, I think I think he deserves a lot more credit for that defense than than we gave him credit for. Probably um, that makes sense. I can see that. And they they lost him, and and they've just not been the same team. Which is it. which is crazy. Like the offense has not changed much at at all. Well, um, no, their offense and they they were returning. Yeah, they were returning basically everybody, and that's why we were all so gung ho about uh, this schedule is easy. They'll be able to da 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 da. But you lose a very integral part of your team and your scheme with that coach. Like I, I think Bateman meant a lot more to Army than uh, than we gave him credit for. So, we're both Army plus 10.5, but we are taking Navy to win the game, right? Yes, sir. Sounds sounds good to me. Let's move on. Let's talk Heisman Trophy. That's free money. There's not a lot to discuss here. Nope. Uh, we got four finalists, two from Ohio State. You got the Jalen Hurts, you know, comeback story. And then you've got the winner, which will be Joe Burrow from LSU. There is no question that Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman Trophy this Saturday. The only question will be, how much will he win by? I don't think he gets the all-time most points. No, and the reason being is because... There's not as many voters as there used to be. And we let former Heisman Trophy players win this a vote in this thing. and Oklahoma's got like eight or nine yeah, of them. Those guys are all... They always do it, too. They fall in line. If you're a Big 12 winner in the past, you're going to vote for the Big 12 guy. And if you're a Big 10 winner in the past, you're going to vote for the Big 10 guys, except for the Michigan guys. That's it. Yeah. That's the list. I mean, they're going to fall rank in order. That's going to be it. And some of them may even leave Joe off of their list just as an FU. Tim Tebow, the year that it was Tebow, Bradford, Cole. Yeah. Tebow got left off off of everybody's list from the Big Ten and the Big 12 and still came in third, uh, second in that voting, they put Graham Harold from Texas Tech in as the third person and left him completely off. If he was voted third by everybody and they said these are the three and you can only vote for these three, he would have won by the largest margin that anybody could win by. That would have been Instead his, he got second. And that would have been his second. Yeah. And they left him off. I find that to be criminal. I find that to be absolutely wrong. This is something, if this award matters at all, 
You can't do stuff like that. You just shouldn't be allowed. And this is not an L- this is not an LSU Homer thing. I've I, I said it when it happened to Tebow. I wasn't a Tebow guy. I'm not a Florida guy. But it it's it happens, and those are the two conferences that seem to fall in line more than anyone else. Yeah. No, you're right. And and you're it's right. just wrong. If you want to vote for your guy, that's fine. And and if you think that he deserves a nod, that's fine. You can't pick somebody who's not in the conversation and just put him in there because you want to leave this other guy off to maybe hurt him and hurt his votes. The So I'm with you. He won't get the most points because there's going to be a large portion of the Big Ten and the Big 12, which both of those conferences have the most former winners as well. The So... The one thing I think could be in question here would be the most points as a percentage of possible points. Because I don't know that anybody leaves Joe Burrow off. I, I, I We disagree. I just, I, how about this? I don't think there will be a lot. I, I We're going to disagree. They're all going to be former players. There won't be any writers to do it. I don't think any writers are that big of homers because they have to maintain some sense of credibility. But... But if you're a former player and you're a winner, you don't give a crap. Well, but remember, care. Joe Burrow is from Ohio. I mean, he Doesn't played matter. at Ohio State. It does, does not matter. I mean, we'll, we'll see. They're we'll going to vote for both the Ohio State guys and one, two, and then they're going to vote for Jalen third. Troy Smith from Ohio State back in 2006 got 2,540 points from 924 voters. Uh, the percentage... That year was ninety one point six three percent of the possible points. Yep. That is a lot. That's a lot. Uh, after but, that, Marcus Mariota in twenty fourteen got ninety point nine two. Right. Baker Mayfield got eighty six percent. Ricky Williams from Texas in nineteen ninety eight got eighty five point two three, and then Charlie Ward in nineteen ninety three got eighty three point seven nine. Tebow and um, Cam Newton. Absolute unanimous Heisman Trophy winners. Nobody would argue the difference. Well, not, it, it, Cam, not close. I'm points. not. I'm not going to toss Cam on there because of the integrity and all that kind of mess. There were people that left him off for that reason. I'm not getting into it. I think he was absolutely the best quarterback, or the best player. Okay, so in give, me the te- give me the Tebow reason then. Uh, the Tebow reason, I have no idea. Because he plays in the SEC, and I'm going to assure you that he was going up against two Big 12 guys, and the Big 10 was like, screw the SEC. We're not voting for them. We're voting for the Big 12 guys as well. Those two conferences line up. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah, after after uh, Charlie Ward, the sixth one was Cam Newton at 81.55%. Uh, but after that, O.J. Simpson, Jameis Winston, Kyler Murray, Desmond Howard, Tony Dorsett, Ron Dane, and then you go all the way down, and Johnny Manziel in 2012 got 72.88. Um, that's kind of crazy. Like if I mean, it's yeah. it's it happens all the time. Whenever there's a big time SEC guy, it's it is kind of so funny. Sick of the SEC bias that that that's out there that they they perceive to be out there, and and they just stick together. And it's and, nuts. I mean, it's kind of insane. But they just have no standards whatsoever. It's I'm voting for my guy from my school, and I don't I don't really care what's happening. And yeah. it's not like I said, it's not even a thing where I'm not voting for him. I'm not putting him on my ballot. I'm gonna leave him off. That's the problem you're gonna get. Yeah, 
is he's going to be left off every former player that played in the Big Ten except for those Michigan guys. In 2017, there were 929 voters. So I guess that, well, okay, in 2018, last year, 929 voters as well. Um, I am curious. Like, I am curious to see if people are going to be leaving him off uh, because it makes no sense. Because when you've, you've had some transcendent seasons by a few guys, and and it's as clear as it could possibly be, and it's still I would, not, I would ask like is it big numbers? Has it ever been this clear? I mean, I just I I think I'm sure think there's that, been some years. I think that Cam year and I think the first Tebow year was about as clear as it gets. Tebow did win it. Yeah, I mean that. I don't know. I don't know how much more. Clear well, I mean, but that that get. first year that Tebow got it. I mean, that was an eight and four football team. You know, like at all right, or at, I hold nine and three, whatever okay. it was. So they were nine and three. Uh, so I could see people, you know, leaving him off like, yeah, if he's so good, why did they lose three times? The I, problem is, is all, I don't think a lot of writers left Cam off. You can talk about people had integrity issues. Come on, man. Those no, are, no, I'm, I'm with you. Those are former players that left him off. It, well, there were there were writers and and former like Heisman Trust people, et cetera, that did say after that that they left him off because of the stuff that happened at Florida. And the stuff that was going on with the the scandal with him that season and whatnot. I mean, it was, you know, that was a whole mess. Like, he was obviously the best player in the country that year. Um, and that award is for the best player in the country. But, I mean, I can understand if somebody had problems with it. But I'm not so, pouting. Joe's going to win. Yeah. He's going to win. Burrow because, is going to win this. Because too many writers have a voice. And and, and that's that's where you get people that actually have integrity and character about the vote. Yeah. So I, I and, do, and if you don't like that, I question their integrity or character of the vote. I, I would like them to explain how they voted in the past. And you can easily say, if, if you just want to vote for your guy, if you think that, that, you know, Jalen is, is the better quarterback. That's fine. It's not possible to look at these four guys and leave Joe off the ballot. Yeah, How do you think we got four on the ballot to show up? Well, I think that there is such a massive drop-off from one to two, and there's not that big of a – so what they do is they they take all – because you can only vote for three people. I know it. They will take the biggest drop-off after a group of people, but the biggest drop-off is from one to two. Yes. So you can't just have Joe show up by himself. There's no TV show there. I get it. So what they do is they will take, and, and that's why it's been only three here lately. But how did I we, think it should be the top five regardless. How did we get the four people? Because Wait. a lot of people left Joe off, which is how you got the other three. Well, not necessarily. I, I'm assure you that's how it happened. I mean, it's I, happened. It's happened almost every time an, a big SEC guy has ran away with it. This is this is not a Burrow thing. It's not an LSU thing. This is a history shows us if an SEC guy has a chance to run away with this thing, they're they're just gonna find a way to tarnish it as much as they can. Okay, okay. I'd love to see him be wrong. I'd love to see them actually show him the love that I think he deserves. What do you think the? Uh, He's the only senior to be up here in a long time. A long time. What do you think the uh, the final standings are for that that top four? Like obviously we think Joe wins. 
Are we we know Joe Wynn? I, I think I think I think it's Joe and Jalen because I think the Ohio State guys are splitting all the all the Big Ten votes. All right, so Jalen second place, probably Chase. Fields. You think Fields? Fields? Yeah, Fields. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, especially the way that the that only people I'm telling you, the only people that put Chase in are the Big Ten guys that left Joe off. I'm just telling you're going to see that when you look at the votes. Okay. You're going to okay. see those two guys one, two, and you're going to see Jalen third on a lot of ballots. And you know who was uh, They're all going to come from the Big Ten. You know who came in second that year that Troy Smith won? Darren McFadden. Well, that was back when running backs had a chance to win it. Well, yeah, except that Troy Smith had the largest percentage of points yep. and, and was one of the biggest runaway winners. Um, the margin of victory that year, 1,662. Yep. No, and I think Troy Smith was the clear winner. Like, I don't think... I, I'm I liked you. Darren. I think Darren was an explosive player. Yeah. Darren wasn't the best player in football. Yeah. I think no, Troy Smith was the best player in football. Yeah, you're probably right there. You're probably right. Smallest margin of victory was... 28 points. That was Mark Ingram over Toby Gerhardt. Uh, we won't have to worry about that this year. Uh, Bo Jackson over Chuck Long. Yeah. Bo Jackson uh, only knocked out Chuck Long from Iowa by 45 points. Um, after that, I mean, some of these names you just you don't even recognize. It's been so long. <laughs> hey, you, you want to know something crazy? Chris Winkie from Florida State beat uh, Josh Heupel. From Oklahoma by yep. seventy six points. Yep. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of fun stuff. Um, I mean, this is it's been a while since we've had a senior. It's been a very very long while. That is just crazy to think about. So yeah, Heisman Trophy, of course, Saturday night after the Army Navy game. It'll be on ESPN. Fun stuff. Now let's close out the show with some coaching talk. Let's talk coaching. Not necessarily rumors anymore. Like, a lot of these are done. Okay. But it's stuff that we haven't gotten a chance to hit on yet. Arkansas gets their guy. Okay. Probably like their 10th or 11th guy. Uh, He might have been the second guy, considering the fact that they only have one guy on the initial list. Yeah. Sam Pittman, Georgia offensive line coach, former Arkansas offensive line coach, fantastic recruiter, is an absolute character like he is he is Ed Orgeron was never like this Pittman's a little goofy but he can recruit with the best of them can he recruit to Arkansas like I think that he will be able he'll have some success in Dallas he'll have success you know Memphis etc etc how many of those four and five star you know offensive linemen Skill players, which the, you brought the up. The issue is, is yes, he, there's no question he's going to build an offensive line. I think he can recruit those guys. He's been going into those houses and talking to those mom and days for a long time. Can he convince a quarterback? Can he convince running backs? Okay, if you're good at selling the old line, you could probably sell the quarterback. You probably sell the running back. Are you going to sell receivers? Are you going to sell that DB that wants to come to your school? I mean, I don't, I don't know. He might be great. Arkansas fans are excited, and that's good for them. That's great. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to reserve judgment. Yes, sir. What? God, <laughs> God damn. I what? hope he does it, man. I hope he. I hope he keeps that going. 
It's fun. It's goofy, man. I, I love that stuff. It's a <laughs> you think it'll be a good hire? I think they're trying to mimic the uh, the Coach O thing. But the problem is, is the Coach O thing did not work. It was a complete and utter failure. Yes, they're mimicking the Coach O thing at Ole Miss by well, taking I, I a guy they're... that only coached D-line his entire life, and then he was a hell of a recruiter at Southern Cal, okay? Yeah. And then they said, oh, well, he'll be a great recruiter at Oxford. Well, guess what? It's harder to get kids in Oxford than it is in Southern Cal. Who would have thought? Yeah, oh, this guy true. was really good at D-line coach. Yeah, it's it's amazing. He can't coach the rest of the team. Now, and I think then, that they're seeing what he's doing at LSU. Fired here, Getting fired here, it took him a decade of learning to become the man that he is now. Okay? Yeah. So, if if you tell me, will he be Coach O? He absolutely has a chance to be Coach O at Ole Miss. Can he be Coach O at, at Arkansas, what Coach O is now at LSU? Man, I don't, I don't, I think we're, we're, they, they better apart. be willing, or we're they better be willing to apart. wait. Yeah. They they better be patient. But now, can he get them to relevancy? Can he get them to six and six and making bowl games? They they've got a clause that's, in his contract. That's what's that we got to figure out. Every six win season that he has, the contract extends another extends, year. Yeah, and there that tells you if that's their standard of success, then I think he can do it. Now, yep. I don't think they're getting to six and six next year. No. I don't think because we talked about this. They before. are changing the offense again. Again, they went from a Petrino offense to a Brett Bielema offense, which is this guy's offense, and then this guy was let go or or left with Brett or whatever because they forced Brett to change his offense midway through, and then they went to an all power offense again with Chad Morris, complete failure. Well, not not and power, now, but uh, all. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, spread up tempo. Yes, and then now they're going back to. The original offense. Brett offense, yeah, which they forced Brett to change. I, I just think when you keep changing philosophies over and over again, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out who the hell do you want to be. Well, and on top and of that, you gotta, if you don't like the guy you got, that's fine. But you got to hire somebody that has that same philosophy because you've already started recruiting that way. Yes, that's that's the biggest thing. Is there's nobody left on this roster right now that will fit. I th- I think what Pittman wants to do. There may be some that can change. Oh man, I don't know. But if you if you're a great pass blocker, it is so much harder to be an athletic offensive lineman. Yeah, lots of offensive linemen can pass block. Man, it is it is hard to find guys that are athletic enough to pull. You got to be mean, able you, to. You watch those Wisconsin kids, and I they mean, love left, to hit. Yeah, they're, they're left. Yeah, they like to hit. They don't like to get back and pass block. No, no, no. They want to hit you, not with their hands either. They got that right. I just, I just think it's not as easily said to say, okay, take that big left tackle over there, and now we're going to pull him. And that guy's not used to pulling and running. Yeah, it's different. But there are left tackles out there that are not just used to it, but really good at it. Yeah, they love it. They're dangerous out in space. They absolutely love it. So I, it's going to be hard. I'm, I'm not sold just because you're changing philosophies again. And I, I are they going to be patient? That's the question. If he we'll doesn't see. get to six wins after three years, let's say he gets a game better every year, and and after three years they've won five games, is that we're keeping him or are we firing him? And then we change the philosophies again. 
it, see, that's that's where it gets tricky. Because if you don't know how you're going to handle three years from now, if that's how it goes, if you're not prepared for that, then then you didn't do this well. You didn't do this right. But now if you tell me in three years, if we've gotten one game better every year and we're recruiting and building talent and we think that fourth year we can make a jump, then and you're okay with all of this, then I say – you made a good hire. You stand by your guy. No matter how bad it gets, you stand by your guy. And yeah. You stand by that plan. But if you say that today and three years from now, you got five wins on the schedule and somebody gets pissed off and wants him gone, you just wasted everything you've just done for the last three years. You've got a – he did get a five-year contract. Right. It's only $3 million a year, though. Yep, cheap. Uh, from the people that I have talked to, his staff salary is going to be double – what Lane Kiffins is at Ole Miss. Well, yeah, it's a, it's the LSU deal. Yeah. It's Ed Orgeron was really cheap, but we're going to pay a whole lot of money to assistants. Yep, so we, we've got our, we're gonna make we sure got our front man. Don't leave. Yeah, we got our head hog. Now let's go get the brains behind the, the face. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's not be- a bad way of building a staff, by the way. No. I'm not opposed to that at all. No, it's a, so, it's a great way if you've guess, got somebody that can be a good CEO. I guess the way I need to see is him alone – I'm not so if he puts together some kind of all all star staff, which that staff's out there, by the way, you can yeah. go, you can go get those guys, especially if they're going to break open the wallet. Then, <laughs> then yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not against it at all. No, I'm I'm with you. Uh, we brought up Lane Kiffin, of course. Now we already talked about this a little bit. Lane is at Ole Miss. He's good. Actually, pictures tonight of him and Hugh Freeze eating out in Oxford together. They got the same agent. It, Hugh Freeze ain't coming back to Ole Miss. It ain't no thing. But um, interesting stuff from his pr- opening press conference where he talked about analytics. Uh, go ahead and tell tell this story. Well, so tell, he talked about in the press conference, he said, I mean, he, he openly came out and told the media, when I was interviewing for this job, I let my bosses know. I'm going to be very analytical based on when to go for it, when to kick field goals, when to, when to punt. And and we're gonna go for it a whole lot more than conventional football wisdom is used to it. Yeah, we will not be conservative like we no. have been in the past. And he said, they know that. He said, media get ready to rip me because it's gonna be different than what you're used to seeing. And so therefore, when it doesn't work, you're gonna want to blame me. And he says, fine, I'm ready for that. My bosses are ready for that. Yeah, we know we're getting we're marrying ourselves to this analytical thing. If we've got a 6% chance of making a field goal, but the conventional wisdom says, hey, you, you take the field goal here, we're just going to take our shot at another down, and we're going to try to go for it. We think our offense is good enough that if we get an, a, an extra down, an extra try, we can get more yards. Yeah. Uh, still no word on Kendall Bryles. I like this yet. line of thinking, by the way. Oh, as I love much it. as I don't like analytics all the time for putting together gambling picks, I'm very analytics-based when it comes to how to run a team. Yeah, when it comes and, to decisions on yes, the field. on the field. No, no. Yeah. When I say I'm anti-analytics, that we're, we're having two different conversations. I like analytics and gameplay. Yes, 100%. A lot. Uh, no Kendall Browse yet. No defense court. His yeah. staff is not together yet. But one thing that you know Lane Kiffin will do is he will put together a staff of recruiters, and they will be bloodthirsty hounds yep. on the trail. Uh, Frank Wilson who just left UTSA, who we assumed would go to LSU because he's the king of New Orleans. He was on the staff at Tennessee with Lane back in 2009. 
I mean, who knows what happens there? Yeah. We might get into a little bit of a, a bidding war for that. That's right. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what he draws up. I think Kendall Browse will end up the OC there. I do too. I think as he's, far as DC, I do think he's going to have an operational budget that that's going to be just fine. Yeah, I think it'll be comfortable. to hire whoever he needs to hire. Yeah. Other than that, I I don't know who else to even look at. I no, I would I assume don't. he'll bring some guys from FAU, maybe, um, but they better be ready to recruit. Because that, that's what he's going to do. Different, it's a different ball game. I mean, he, he said the reason that he took the job is because he knows what can be done there because he was at Alabama, you know, two of the three years. That's right. Uh, well, he was there for three years. In two of those years, they lost to Ole Miss. That's right. So, you know, he, he thinks he can win big there. I think he I think he can turn it around. I do uh, too. But I do, I will say this. If for no other reason, I love this hire because it's going to end one of two ways. Either it's going to be scandal and all sorts of crazy mess going on, NCAA violations and whatnot, because you can bet the NCAA has already set up a shop in the square in Oxford because they didn't like Lane to begin with. They didn't care about him at FAU. But now that he is at Ole Miss with all this, like you know they're going to be paying attention. The other side of it is Lane's a little crazy. Like You know Greg Sankey is just like, what are these guys doing? Like it, and, and Ole Miss said, we don't care. That's right. We're done with this. That's right. Like this is the perfect marriage of a program and a coach. No, I'm I'm very. He fits so well there. I'm in full support of telling Greg Sankey and the NCAA to go shove it. Yeah, just shove it up your. I love this. I I think it will be entertaining. We're gonna run our program, and we're gonna try and win, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to win. And that's what you should do. Everybody else is doing to win. By the way, yeah, I I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I, I hope that it turns out like it I hope it turns out like the good part of the Hugh Freeze years. Like and without all the bad stuff, because I don't want to deal with that anymore, especially not close to here. I I think football is better when Ole Miss is good. When it when everybody is good and not dealing with crap. I agree. So I don't like all the drama. I just want the good stuff. You know? Like I want good games. I want all that. So we'll see what happens though. Uh Missouri hires Eli Drinkwitz. And they give him $4 million a year. And at this fool's press conference, he said, our goal is to win the Sun Belt every year. Do you see this? That's it. He said, oh, I'm sorry. This man was introduced about this time last year at App State. For his first head coaching For job. For his first ever head coaching job. He was the offensive coordinator at NC State NC before State. that. He was really a, good offense, by the way. Offensive coordinator at Boise State before that. That's right. So he's had some high-powered offenses. Yeah, so he he was under Brian Harson, and then he goes with Dave Doran over to NC State. Did really good job at uh, NC State. Gets the App State job. Wins twelve and uh, twelve games. Goes twelve and one. Uh, was just on the cusp of getting that New Year's Six bowl. Had they not lost to Georgia Southern, and I was going to take Missouri to the Sun Belt. And now he's taking Missouri to the Sun Belt. So he he did correct himself, but obviously you could tell it was the same speech that he used this time last year. Uh, it was a pretty good speech. It riled up everybody, and they all laughed about it. It was it was fun. Um, I don't know what to make of this guy. He he is Gus Malzahn. I mean he he worked for he was an assistant for Malzahn, I believe, at uh, at Tulsa. So, I mean, we'll see. Like it, he he came from the same coaching tree, like it, Arkansas high school football. All that I was surprised Arkansas didn't hire him. Um, we'll see if he turns into another Gus Malzahn. I think he can do good things there, but. I, who knows? It's so hard to recruit there, I think. I mean, at $4 million? 
So, just get, so we're get all, a twenty million dollar guaranteed contract. Just so we're all clear, Ed Orgeron just went thirteen and zero. His base salary is four million dollars. So this guy has one year of head coaching experience, and he's making the same amount of money as a guy that is going to play in a playoff game, the number one seed overall, in the best collection of talent that we've ever had in the playoffs. A rising tide lifts all ships, man. That it's going right nowadays. It's insane. That's it. You're, you're going to be hard pressed to find uh, an SEC program that pays less than four million dollars for their coach, other than Arkansas right now. And so, we'll see. I, I'm willing to bet that their coordinators will not be making one and two million dollars each. I would not just be a guess. Offensive coordinator that much. But. Now let's talk about a uh, a former SEC coach. He is an analyst at Alabama. Butch Jones is up for the Colorado State job, along with Steve Adazio, who I don't think is going to get it, Kevin Wilson, former Indiana coach, former Ohio State offensive coordinator, et cetera. Um, I'm a little surprised here. Uh, if for no other reason, then why in the world is Urban Meyer involved in the Colorado State coaching search? I understand. He was a wide receivers coach at Colorado State from 1990 through 1995. Other than that, He's had really nothing to do with the program. So, but he is in the room, like, for these interviews. He is helping lead the search for Colorado State's coaching job. I don't understand this at all. I think Butch would do fine there. But, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I thought Steve Adazio would have been a good fit here. But, I mean, I could, I could be wrong. Well, I mean, what do you think about Butch getting another job? Uh, if Butch got it, I don't, I don't know that it moves the needle at all. I mean, he might do fine. He might not. I don't know. I'm, I have an opinion about why Urban Meyer's in that room. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that. I say enough crazy shit on this show. Give, give me the toned down version of it. There is no toned down would, version of it. Okay, just give me, give me the the because I want to hear your thoughts on it. But I don't. He's a whore. That guy will do anything for money. Do you th- I mean, why is he in that room? Why is he in that room? Because they're, I guess, because, because they're, they're paying, paying him, him. and that's, that guy will take money from anybody. That's crazy to me. That's why. Like that cannot be. That is the truth. The sole reason. Why is it not? He's he's what amount he's of a, money would it take? He's an assistant or some type of advisor, not an assistant, to two other organizations. Like he's at the a same consultant time. to yeah. <sighs> so technically, he's being consulting right now for three schools. Utah, Ohio State, and now Colorado State. That guy will take money from anybody. He will just take your money. That's crazy. What do you think he's advising Ohio State on right now? Do you think Larry Day gives a shit about what Urban Meyer R- thinks? Ryan Day. Ryan Day. I'm, a, I'm sure he's like. I've got a buddy named Larry Day. Ryan, like, he's a first time head coach. I'm sure that he's still calling Urban, like, just. I don't, I don't hey, think what he's would calling you Urban for anything. You don't think so? No. I think that team is playing loose and together, and they look so much more cohesive with Urban out of there. I don't think you're picking the phone up to call him for anything. You might be right. I might be wrong on that, but I'm going to tell you this. They looked loose and good before Urban came back from his suspension last year. I know they were playing nobody, but all this season they looked the exact same way. Yeah. No, I, don't, you're right. I don't, and he might be helping them with game plan. He might be helping them with a lot of things, but it's not like Urban was like the offensive genius or the X's and O's guy. 
Like Ryan he, Day, he used runs to be that. back he in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I don't think he's doing that anymore. The the Utah thing I can kind of understand because you know Kyle Whittingham was his defensive coordinator, and Whittingham's been there ever since he left Utah. I mean, Urban has gone and won national titles at Florida, took a year off, went and won national title at at Ohio State. Now he is back out of coaching again. We and talk Whittingham about Lane, is still. We coaching. talk about Lane and his scandals. All right, what scandalous things has he done? Okay, he left Tennessee. After a year how, for his how about dream this? job. How about this? It's, he got it, fired on a tarmac. It he didn't nothing, really do anything. Well, the only scandalous thing would be good. Joey Freshwater. Right? right. Like he went out and started hitting on some co eds at Alabama. All right. Um, and that's after he was getting divorced. Yeah. So I don't, to it. I don't I don't know I don't know what's scandalous about any of There's, these things. It's not if anybody scandalous. if anybody's got scandal and stank on him, it's Urban Meyer. That guy is scandalous. That guy's a shyster. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I mean, be I, real I can't careful. Argue with you. If I was writing checks to Urban, I'd be terrified. I'd be terrified. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on from there. Interesting development. Tampa, South Florida has hired Jeff Scott, co-offensive coordinator from Clemson, and you knew it was just a matter of time before some of these guys were poached off that staff. And they talked about it last year, how big of a difference it was that Clemson yep. – just maintain. They were steady. Guys love to work there, etc. And people want that Dabo magic. Like they have seen, Dabo has won two national titles. We want some of that winning down here, and it's going to start happening more often. Now, Brent Venables may be a different kind of beast. Yeah, he may be. He's making two point two million dollars. He may not ever want to leave because he doesn't seem to be interested in a head coaching job. There was a day and a time where it seemed like he was. Yeah, and I think that. I might have passed. No, because he could if he put his name in the hat. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Not he, not that the jobs have passed. I think, I think his desires have changed. Yeah, he's I think co- his ambition has changed. He is. And the, I could be wrong on that. I don't know the man. No, at Clemson, he is the head coach of the defense. That's right. And now they they have. I mean, he, I I say I refer to things all the time as the Dave Aranda effect. I mean, it was it was the Brett Bilmo Vittables. Effect before yeah. it was the Dave Randolph. Yeah, effect. Brent Venables. Uh, it, it, you know, just get to thing. be the head coach of the, of one side of the football. And the fun thing is, you get to focus on that one thing, right? Yeah. So, like last year, they had those four defensive linemen that just wrecked everybody, and it wasn't just four. There's you know the oh, backups, several, and yeah. And I mean, they lost four of them to the NFL, and it, one of them was a backup. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So they had that, and they could scheme with that. This year, they don't have those same guys in the trenches. But they do have Isaiah Simmons at linebacker, and they almost play like a box and one. It, like it's really strange the way that they play defense this year. But he was able to scheme up and draw up stuff for that because he only has to focus on one thing. That's right. Like it, when you are a coordinator, you get to focus on one aspect of the game. When you are a head coach, you are a CEO. You have to handle everybody and everything. And he may not be interested in doing that. But Jeff Scott obviously was. And I think more guys on this staff will be eventually. Um, it's not just Venables that's going out to recruit. It's not just Dabo. There are guys on that staff that go out and recruit. And they have done a hell of a job Oh yeah, over the last five, six years. Oh, they've built a monster. Yes. And and it will continue to be that way. Yeah. But they will. you'll see guys start to drop off now. Um, and I don't know how much it changes things because obviously at Alabama, it didn't change much. But when you saw like that little chink in the armor... Like it, then things start to happen. If you end up with injuries here and there, you end up with something that goes wrong. It the expectation level at Clemson has changed. I we agree 
and then I I disagree with a little bit of it. I think you're not seeing anybody leave Clemson for a lateral job. And that happens at Alabama a lot. Dabo, as much as I'm not a Dabo fan at all, Dabo and Nick Saban could not be more different to work for. One, I, I agree with that. One is an absolute meat grinder. And yes. the other might be one of the, seemingly, appearingly, to be one of the best guys in the country to work for. Yeah. Um, so, and so I, that's, I don't know. So when, you say, when you say guys move for lateral jobs, it's not a lot. And then, and then you have guys that leave there. They don't even respect him enough to tell him anything. Now that they was just disagree. They just disappear. And you say that's that was all Dan happened. Enos. That, that was one re- guy. Re- yep. And and but honestly, but Enos just, said that that's one, not what happened. It's but. just one. It's just one guy that did that. It's just one guy that left for a lateral job as the OC. It's just it's just two guys that left that were co OCs. And as soon as they left publicly, we find out they don't like each other. And they were fighting and arguing over who was going to run the offense the whole time. Anyway, I don't think that's happening at Clemson. I oh, no, no, wrong. no, I agree with you. I don't think that's happening at Clemson. These are the things, when I talk about how I think things are going downhill for Bama, that doesn't mean you're going to be 4-8 and eight in a decade. No. All right? I just don't think you're going to be – you're going to find ways to lose games because there's always going to be some type of – I just think it's too much of a meat grinder. I think yeah. the pressure is too high at all times, and and it it just – no one wants to work in that environment for a long period of time. The one guy you got, and you got him forever because nobody else wants him anymore, is Sark. Congratulations. You're married to an OC. He'll take the ass chewings from Saban. He'll take all the meat grind you get because I don't think anybody else is giving him a job. You might be right. You might be right. But that's, Clemson doesn't have those things. So I so, think they can lose guys, but they won't lose guys the way Bama loses guys. So back to Jeff Scott taking the job at USF. Think he'll do good? I think he'll do fine. Uh, South Florida, I mean, they need to upgrade. They need to put a bigger commitment to football forward before you will see them be able to do anything like UCF has done. Oh, I um, totally agree with that. UCF they, has put some cheese into football. Yes, and and USF wants to be on that level, but they don't have an on-campus stadium. They they play in Raymond James Stadium, the, the Bucks Stadium. You can't be a big shot. You can't want to be a big shot if you don't want to do the things big shots do. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm curious about. Like, no, did but they see, tell I don't know that the on-campus stadium thing matters so much. But you got to... It matters a little bit because it's a money thing. Like, it, a, the money, they have to split that money with the city. Well, it's true. the same thing that Memphis has at the Liberty uh, yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I get it. Like, you don't get all of the revenue from that's right, But that. you also don't have the billions of dollars it costs to build that thing either. Agreed. But at UCF found a way to raise that money. And other schools have found a way to... Like, it doesn't have to be a massive thing. Like, group of five schools are not going to draw more than 40,000, 45,000 okay, anyway. You're right. You're not building and that UCF stadium, that UCF stadium only seats 45,000 anyway. Right. You're not. You're not building. So, you're not building these big SEC mega palaces. If UCF had wanted to save money, they could have easily played in the Citrus Bowl. You know, that's, right. that's not that far away from campus. It is what it is. But they realized, okay, this is going to cost us money up front. But it's going to make us money on the back end. If we put everything we got into this program, we'll be able to do big things. And they have. So they've, they've done good things. I think USF, like, they got to build, for, like, they got to upgrade their facilities. I think you got to upgrade all those things before you build stadium. I agree with that. I don't 100%. think, because I think that's the last thing you need if you're trying to do facilities and that types of stuff. You, you got to make the practice squad, you got to make the locker rooms, you got to do what you can to recruit. 
where you actually play the games on Saturday is so much smaller of a part of, of, of everything. As long yeah. as you've got a good tailgate, you build a good home crowd environment, it, none of the rest of it matters. It just doesn't. Yeah. You, um, you can't build a new stadium with a three and nine football team and expect nope. people to show up. Nope. You're exactly right. I'm curious. I want him to do good because I, th- I just a I like the American. I want the American to be a good conference, and, uh, and 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 it's better when South Florida's good. It's better when when the yeah. teams that are supposed to be good are good. That's right. So, uh, and then finally, last note here, Dave Aranda. So, in the time that we started recording this evening, we're recording on Tuesday night. In the time that we started recording, to the time that we are finishing up, this is our last little bit of the evening. Dave Aranda was expected to take the UNLV job. Uh, there was an AP report that he had been offered it, and it was just a matter of signing the papers. And then just a little bit ago, report comes out, Dave Aranda will not be the new head coach at UNLV. Like, and it, it seemed to make sense because he wanted to be a head coach. He was going to have to take a pay cut for it anyway, but we've seen a lot of coaches do that over the years. Gus Malzahn did it and went to Arkansas State and turned it into the head coaching job at Auburn. Um who else? Is that? Lane Kiffin just did it. You know, was making one point eight million as an offense coordinator at Alabama. Went to the Florida Atlantic for a million, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, coaches have done this because you have to go back and prove that you can be a head coach before some of these bigger jobs will hire you. This wasn't. I don't know what happened. Like this was insane. Reports came out that he was never offered the job. Yeah, the new report is, is there was never an offer, and that it's going to be uh, Marcus Arroyo. From that's who they're, that's who they're targeting. So I don't know. That's who it's going to be. That's who they are. That's, targeting. Yeah, that's that's the the name right now. Like that that was the name before, and now it's the name again. And for about eight hours there, it was Dave Aranda, and it was going to be Dave Aranda. And he's I'm really leaving. happy it's not. Yeah, I'm good. So and and not that he was going to leave before the playoff run was over anyway. But I don't like. I just don't like it. Strange. Very strange. Keep the family together. You uh, you got, got a nice that little right. family going on. It Get it together. it uh, it won't be long before you know if LSU keeps this going over the next couple of years. I know we're like, gonna lose guys. Yeah, it's it, that, part of winning. You're gonna you're you got gonna it. lose people to the staff. That's you fine. got it. It'll be interesting to see. So I think that's uh, is there anything Do else we that we talk need to Norvell do? at all? Do we need to? I mean, he he took uh, Kenny Dillingham, uh, Auburn offense coordinator, who was his offense coordinator yep. last year. Uh, rumor is he's gonna take Adam Fuller. Who is his defense coordinator at Memphis? Uh, was the defensive coordinator at Marshall? Uh, I think he's done a really good job too. Um, if Ryan Silverfield does not get the Memphis head coaching job, uh, all reports are that he will join Norvell as the offensive line coach in Tallahassee. Um, I will tell you this: Norvell will build a staff that can recruit. Like that will happen. I saw Norvell's face at the end of the American Championship game, standing. Right there, as soon as again, he just shook the other coach's hands. He puts his hands on his head, and he kind of looks around. And I'm telling you, I looked in that man's eyes. I saw into his soul. Right now, he is in. He is in Tallahassee today. Right now, he regrets it. He abs- If he could undo it, if he could snap his fingers and go back and not take this job, he would do it in a heartbeat. I don't agree. I- I think he he may regret it eventually. I think he regrets it right now. I don't know, man. The gra- he is he said it a hundred times over and over again at Memphis. The grass isn't always greener, and I think he left a place that he had built up so much goodwill. 
And now he's gone the, to a place where it's just going to be a pressure cooker. Oh, it's definitely going to be that. And I'm not saying he's afraid of that, but at some point you got to take was, that leap. Like if if your ultimate goal is to win a national championship, okay, then you have to go to this job because it is one of about 15 places that can win a title. Okay, like that's that's it. Like there's not a lot of places that can actually win a national championship, and I, I think he's at one of them. Like I, there's there's three in the ACC, and it may only be two now, but it's Florida State and Clemson. In the SEC, you got five. In the Pac-12, you got one. In the Big Ten, you got... So in the SEC, the right guy, the right guy at Tennessee can't win. I don't think so anymore. I think he can win an SEC East. He might even win the SEC. If you win those, you can win it all. When's the last time Tennessee won the SEC championship? Not, we're not having that conversation. I, I don't, when was I don't, the last time they've had the coach to do it? It's been a long time. Okay. I You're saying they can't, though. You're I don't, saying they absolutely cannot. I think that the landscape has changed we so much that they can't. We a whole different conversation. Yeah, we certainly did. Uh, taking shots everywhere. But we'll, we'll take a few minutes here. That's, that's fine. We can talk about this. Uh, no, I don't think Tennessee can win. I think the recruiting landscape has changed so much. I understand they got a lot of money. We disagree so much on this. But I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. We just, okay. I mean, I don't think they've gotten the guy. I don't think they're close to the guy. But I also think, think that they've kind of got the same problem that Texas has got. That, that, where that's a different, that's an, but you can solve that problem. You're how? saying they can't win. I'm saying they can't solve that problem. I'm saying Texas can't solve that problem. I don't think Texas can win a national championship right now. Wow. I hate on Texas a lot, but I don't I think they absolutely can win a national championship. I'm not saying they will as they're currently constituted, but I'm just saying that's a place that if you're a big boy head coach, you take that job, you absolutely can win a championship. You gotta get the boosters out. Okay, but that's not impossible to do. I mean, you you might be right. Okay, I, I'm I'm not good at coaching. I'll tell you this: if I got a job like that, I'd feel very comfortable telling the boosters, uh, "Leave the checkbook, hit the door." Yeah, hit the bricks. The, I'd right. be real nice about it. Leave the check. All right, Big Twelve teams that could actually win the national championship: Texas and Oklahoma. Like in, in today's age, no, no, I absolutely, I, I, I absolutely think TCU can win. I absolutely think Baylor can win. Matt Rule this time next year, if he does what he does this year, but he wins the championship game. So you he's think he's getting in because now he's done it two years in a row, and everybody in the committee is going to put his ass in there. And if they continue to build and they're that much better and that much more experience, you win two games, you've won the title. So just broad, generalized numbers. How many teams do you think in the NCAA can actually win a national championship right uh-huh. now? 30. 30? I'd take your number and double it easily. But I think the right guy's got to do it. If Nick Saban said, I'm a mercenary and I'm tired of all these gumps, I'll take anybody who'll pay me. Highest bidder gets me. You don't think three years at Oregon he can win a national championship? You don't think four years at Tennessee Saban can't win a national title? You don't think two or three years at Texas he can't win a national title? Or at I, Baylor? I think it's really difficult. I'm not saying it's not, but it's I, hey, guess what? It's difficult now. He just had the best quarterback he's ever had in the history of Alabama, and he didn't win. Yeah. It took 
somebody not as good as that guy to come in and save his ass a couple years ago. No, that's not right. It took this kid <laughs> to come in and win It the took game. that kid to one come half, in and win One it. half of football. One yeah. half of football. Yeah. But the two years that that kid had control of the roster and control of the team, couldn't win it. Yeah. No, 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 I'm with you. I think it's really hard to win it now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I just, but I don't. But that doesn't mean that other places can't win it. That's just a ridiculous statement. I I don't think it's ridiculous. I mean, just because they don't win it doesn't mean they can't. I that cha- that that right there goes it, to the philosophy that I disagree with so much with you, and why I hate this sport as much as I love it. I have this love hate relationship with it. It's there's only so many people that are invited to the party. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you go undefeated and it doesn't matter if you're at Tennessee, you go undefeated, you win the East, you win the sec tough shit. You still can't win. I'm not saying that they can't win. Like if they win all the games on their schedule, yes, a hundred percent. But I, I just don't think they will do that. I don't, I don't think for the next 30 years, Tennessee will win a national championship. I, I don't I'm not saying they will because I don't know if they got the right guy yet, but if they I, I once again, if Saban just said there's a lot more that goes into I'm, it than just like here. a guy. Typically. I, I get it, but you don't think that guy you don't think Saban and Dabo and these guys know what it takes to do it and they won't bring those philosophies and those things with them. They don't leave but, everything behind. I mean, but how many, He's going to take that 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 that, how many that of those guys trainer, are there? He's like, going to take that 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 workout guru that shoots everybody with a stairwell. He's coming with him. How many? Yeah, but how many guys are there? Yeah, Saban's not going anywhere. I'm just and Dabo's not going anywhere. Both those. So one day Saban's going to go somewhere. Yeah, he's he's going to leave. That's right. He's just going to retire. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think that's a long way away. So that means that changes the landscape of all the SEC. And so at that point, like we we just saw Urban Meyer leave Ohio State. And now Ryan Day has got Ohio State. Yeah, but Ryan Day is a Ryan Day's just different. I think Ryan Day's a really good coach, and I kind of think he was running more of that program than we thought. I mean, he's only been there for a couple of years. But I understand that. He was the guy they trusted to be the head coach when yeah. Urban was suspended. This was an obvious ease on in situation. Yeah. That's a yeah. different situation than most. If they didn't have a Ryan Day situation, Ryan Day goes two and two in those games. While Urban is suspended, and Urban decides to 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 fly the coop and walk away, yeah, they don't give the job to Ryan Day, and we don't know what happens at Ohio State. No, you, a million things could go wrong. You're right. I mean, it's kind of the and same thing with Lincoln Day, Riley at a, yeah, at, a, at that's Oklahoma. Right. That's right. Like if the offense isn't all that good, then they don't give him the job. Like it, or some booster says, "I don't trust this kid with the job." Yeah, I want an experienced head coach, and so now Lincoln Riley. Free agent, he goes and takes the job somewhere else. What if he was the Tennessee coach? Because that happened. Tennessee's looking for a coach that very year. And they're like, hey, we'll give you the job. We're a trash fire. And then they just caught the next hot thing. You don't think that could win the national championship? Now, he hasn't won it at Oklahoma, but it doesn't mean he can't. No, I, I think he absolutely could win. Oklahoma's one of those teams that I think could win it. But I'm saying but, if he was somewhere else. I think Lincoln I think Riley everything more of it than, the environment than. around the program has to be great for it to work. That's why Texas isn't winning right now. That's why Florida State isn't winning right now. 
Like I, I don't know that Norvell can win a national championship. I agree. With I think the that Florida that is State a place, problem. and I've said that. that I've been on record of that. Yeah, at Texas, man, there's a part of me that's starting to believe it's not the boosters and it's not the environment. I just think it's too big of a job for Herman. It, see, but it, did you not think it was too big of a job for Charlie Strong? Well, I didn't at the time. And today, I realize I was wrong about that. So, I mean, who would it not be too big of a job for? Well, like, I don't maybe know. Matt Rule, I guess. Like, but it, these guys, these guys have won at lower levels, but they've never won it at, at big uh, levels. At big levels, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it, it's yes, it would. I have don't to take think the right finding guy. a great coach is easy. I'm, this I'm very this much, is a very interesting philosophical conversation. I don't think finding a great coach and building a great program is easy. I. Me and you have gone back and forth on Twitter a lot in, in having this conversation. We had a little bit with TJ while we were recording his show. God, man, we're going forever. That's fine. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's late, and, 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 and if you're still listening, great. We and appreciate if, you. If you're not, then, uh, you know, you're enjoy, missing out. Your, enjoy your evening. But uh, I, I just think a lot of these administrations are really bad at this. I think they're all really bad at it. If I could, if I could get myself any job in the world, it really would to be work to work in in the athletic department of, of of one of these major schools. I think I'd be good at it because I'm good at managing people. I'm good at managing egos like a champ, and I can handle budgets. Yeah, and I'm also pretty damn good at negotiating. I think all these guys are bad at all of those things. Yeah, you probably all right. of them. I would have a relationship with my coach where he understands we're happy and you're safe. These are our expectations. You're meeting these expectations. You're not going anywhere. But at the end of every season, I'm going to call every agent I know, and I'm going to get a list of people that might be interested in this job. Not trying to replace you. But if you fly the coop, I can't be caught with my pants down. I can't have to hire a a, a, a search firm. A, why hire a search firm? I can just do this. They hire search firms because they're really bad at it, by the way. Yeah. And then the search firm comes back with one name. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't help anybody. No, no. You got to have a plan. And I would have a plan every year. I would know who's at least interested in this job and who's not. And just hope Bill Belichick doesn't ever call me one day and say, hey, I'm interested. It's the only way you're not getting fired. Yeah. Bill calls, you get fired. That's the way it goes. That, that's just a me thing. And and I'll, you'll be honest about it. Like, me and you will have that relationship where you know that. When is a couple of national championships? I'll tell Bill, eh, you want to come just work for me? <laughs> our two head coaches yeah we'll have a duel we'll, we'll, we'll figure something else out but i i just think these front offices are i call them front offices these athletic departments i think they're really bad at all of this stuff yeah yeah i mean i appreciate right. the fact that lane had an honest conversation about i'm gonna do analytics and i'm going to do things that that your other football coaches don't. if you don't like that you're you're not going to be happy with me we don't need to have this relationship and and I appreciate that. I would want to have the relationship with my coaches where I I wouldn't meddle in how they do things, but I would have an expectation of, hey, you're you're not going for it on fourth down, and we're missing a lot of field goals, and we're giving up a lot of field position. All the analytics say you should start doing that. Can you at least give me a reason why? Yeah, and I because they would understand that my expectations are that you're always evolving everything. Yeah. Like, I always evolve with the data. Yes. I Makes just, sense. And, and then with with finding and building staffs, you got to let your head coaches build the staffs. 
I would I would make sure the board of trustees wherever I was at understood you've hired me to do a job. Yeah. You can't do my job and then expect me to be responsible for the outcome of this job. Agreed. You have to give it to me and if I screw it up then you can hold me fully responsible. Yeah. But I will be responsible for the outcome of this, not you. Yeah, no I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think they're bad at it. I think it's hard conversations. It makes people uncomfortable to have. No, I think you're 100% right. You are 100% right. And I absolutely so. think there's many, many, many schools that can win right now. We will disagree on that, and that is okay. That's the wonderful thing about college football. Was Washington one of those schools? No. They made the playoffs a couple of years ago. And I they know got, they got blew out, but they won. They win two games or in. They, they, they're hoisting it. I, there was no way they were going to win two games against those teams. Like, that was never going to happen. They could they could win the Pac-12. They'd lost to the best team that they played to get there, USC. But I just, I, I don't I don't buy it. Call me crazy. Okay. So, the, the way that the landscape is right now, there are very few teams that can win it the way that college football is currently constructed. I do think it takes a massive, massive budget because we know how recruiting yeah. works. Yeah, 100%. Like I, it's not waterfalls and facilities. No. I promise. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's Don't get me wrong. Like, you got you to gotta spend some of the money on other stuff. You need a big pharmaceutical department. You think LSU got a big pharmaceutical department? I bet that's a lot better today than it was before. <laughs> All right. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc. are over there. Uh, you can find anything about us over at winningcureseverything.com. Go to smackapparel.com. Use promo code WIN. That's W-I-N. You get 20% off your order. And it doesn't matter how order or how big that order is. And if it's over $40, it's going to ship for free. So smackapparel.com, use promo code WIN, W-I-N. You get 20% off your order. And go check out Tunica. Tunica, Mississippi is the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books, awesome steakhouses, awesome concerts, awesome golf courses, awesome everything. Tunicatravel.com is the website for more information. Go do yourself a favor and check it out. Go visit Tunica. Uh, We have been there many, many times. It is fantastic. I think that is going to wrap it up for College Football Talk for the week. We appreciate you guys being here. We're looking forward to the Heisman. We are looking forward to the Army-Navy game. We will uh, we will knock out our bowl stuff and have it up next week at some point. Uh, the first bowl game is Friday, December 20th. It'll be up several days before that. We'll figure all, uh, all of the scheduling out as far as that goes. But, yeah, we are looking forward to all of this. Hopefully you will stick around with us. We'll see you all again next time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.